Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Show. Today is a great day. We are going to dive right in to talk about how to grow your speaking business. Our special guest today, David Atkins. Welcome to the show, David. Hello, hello, everybody. So excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Every time I write your last name, of course, I want to put an O-N, <laughs> O-N on the end, like it just rolls right off my fingertips. Uh, David Atkins, no O-N. Yeah. Uh, David, tell everybody about your current business model in speaking. So right now I'm actively speaking, uh, something I'm pretty much doing, trying to do full time. It took a, a lot of work. I'm still in the active growing mode every single day, um, planting seeds, trying to reap a harvest, but it's something every day, seven days a week, I think about it. I'm passionate about it. Um, I just came off a busy season of about nine keynotes in seven weeks, but I'm already really excited to kind of get 2024 started and to speak, you know, even more in the upcoming year. So you, uh, I think, doubled your business from year one into year two, and you're hoping to do the same in year three. Is that right? Right. I mean, my income tripled in year this past year to the year before, and I'm looking to at least double again in 2024. Okay. Well, we're going to break that down and show everybody kind of all the things that you did. But first, Mm. you didn't start out as a speaker. like. No. Everybody, what your background was, your day job, also your passion project. Tell everybody where you came from before you got into speaking. No, it's a great question. All the time, people are like, How did you get started in speaking? And it's something I never saw coming. So, my background is I was a New York State trooper, I was with the state police for 22 years. I uh, retired as a state police captain where I ran all state police operations for an entire county where I lived. And to give a, a idea with people, I said I handled about four to 500,000 911 calls a year. So it was a busy place in the state police. Parallel to that, the last 10 years of my career, I, I built a large scale uh, direct sales business with a fitness company called Beachbody, which so many people like, I've heard of them, P90X, a 21 day fix. And and I built it to a million dollar business working it over, you know, now 13 years. But what started happening is through my success in business and building a team to 1400 people internationally that I led, Beachbody started having me asking me to speak. And Mm -hmm. it started at like a small library. We had these quarterly events called Super Saturdays. And every quarter we'd have it. And in a small library, I would share my story about like how I built the business and having you know, two kids going on three and just all of the things. And it it became more of a motivational message to help other people grow and face adversity. And that grew from a library to David, can you speak to 300 to a thousand to, we want you to speak to 20,000 in the NFL Superdome. And then it's just people, executives started getting in my ear and they were like, David, you have a powerful message. You have a gift to speak something that I just walked through a door that opened. And they said, I think you should look into 
keynote speaking. So the issue was I could not run a county with the state police and have my beach body business and now be a speaker. So I retired three years ago, uh, September 2020, still have my beach body business now called body, but my passion now is growing my keynote speaking. And I kind of say it's like after you finish a good workout and that feeling you get when the endorphins are like pounding after I spoke on stage, you know, through the years, I'm like, this is, I, I get the same feeling. I love this. So that's when I knew as much as people and Jane, a big thing is I would say the majority of people thought I was crazy. You have a great job. You have a great career. You're going to get promoted to major, but I had to follow my heart. And wow. I'm so glad that I did that. And I retired at a young age at 43, but I wouldn't be where I am now if I wasn't to kind of ha- kind of have faith over fear, right? And yes. have the faith to grow. And now it's something I love and it's, it takes a lot of hard work. I'm still in it every single day. Um, but I, I love the ability to empower and inspire people when I speak on stage. Ah. I love that. And I love that you have persevered because I don't think it's always been like, hey, I'm going to be a speaker and then you just go and do it. So how long did I tell you it was going to take for you to build a speaker? Two to four years to to be a build. I remember you said two to four. (laughs) And you're like, nope, I cannot wait that long. But Uh, here we are. And I think we're in year three coming up, right? Right. Year three. I mean, the first year was COVID. Um, so there really were no events, but I perfect did perfect timing of, to start. Perfect timing to start. There's no <laughs> events, but I did so much of the behind the scenes work, you know, whether it was the website stuff and the videos and and getting my, you know, things together. But I would say really strong the last year and a half, two years of really working the business every single day and realizing the time you have to put in. Because I think the big thing somebody said to me is that I've been speaking for 10 years and in the beach body world, everybody knows me, but nobody knew me outside the fitness industry. So it was like, I had the ability to speak, but now it's David, you got to pay the token, pay the toll to build, to get your name out there. And that's even what I'm still in right now as I'm working every day. Yeah. I always think of it like a blank farmer's field. You actually have two fields and one of your fields has a ton of harvest happening in the beach buddy side of the business. Um, you have grown that along. Talk a little bit about your wife and you being partners in that business. That's great. So my my wife, Kristen, we have three daughters. She was a school teacher, um, worked with her master's plus 60 credits. And then about it was seven years ago, seven years ago, we retired her when our beach body business grew. So she came home, we worked together as a team um, to build and manage the team. And then three years ago, you know, we shifted when I retired. And now I would say more of my time for sure is spent in the speaking area. I still have the team. My wife still leads and manages that. But my heart right now, day in and day out is building and sharing what I feel is my gift to give to others to inspire and empower. So that's where we're at. You know, I want to circle back to the fear that you might have had about leaving Mm. your job. This was your policing job. Right. And, you know, you've got the the golden retirement kind of dangling. This is how they keep you there. And, And I'm not suggesting that people who want to start a speaking business Um, quit their job cold because you had something else to fall back Mm. on. Maybe there wasn't as much fear or tell me a little bit about how frightening it was 
to go from to leave. three to two. Jane, I can say it was it it was very frightening because everybody in my circle was against it except my wife and maybe like my mom was like, okay, you know, because I, even since I was like 12 years old and part of the stories I share, I'm very, like when I set a goal on something, like I'm relentless, you know, my, my main theme is no excuses right on my keynote. And, and it's really about, I will just be relentless until I reach the goal. And, and that's what I went with. I said, the only person that needs to believe in myself is the one that you see in the mirror every single day. And that was me. And nobody else was supporting me. And I said, you know what? It was the same thing that happened with Beachbody, Jane, is that when I decided to do a network marketing business that people will label it's a pyramid scheme, you know, and being a guy doing it when a lot that it's a dominated female industry, but I had the vision and I said, I'm going to go after it. And I built the business and I felt I was in the same thing again when I was getting ready to leave. And David, you're so young. And but again, I think it's been through all the personal development I did and reading hundreds of books about my mindset and leadership that I I wanted to be like, you know, it's that 2% mindset, live life by design, not the 98% that live life by default. And I mm-hmm. said, I've been a 2%er in my state police career, moving up through the ranks. I did something with Beachbody and now I want to be a 2%er and be a speaker. And and I just said, just follow your heart, follow your gut and and I did it. And I'm and I, and people have come back. And some people are like I I know I didn't support you, but I I I apologize for how hard I was on you for the things you've done. But look where you are now. Yeah. So that is a message for anyone who has naysayers in your life. Because oh. guess what? There's no like career path that you take in college to become a professional speaker. There's no. There's, this isn't a thing that most people, the majority of people in our lives in this industry are secretly hoping that we will someday get a real job, (laughs) real job, Exactly. they don't understand the industry. Uh, When it comes to no excuses, your talk, Mm -hmm. mindset is a big piece of it. Yes. Huge. What, what are your other two pieces? So. So it's, it's no excuses and it's to help people break through fear and adversity to play a bigger game in business and life, which is like my promise statement. Right. And then my three objectives is the one is having a vision. Like, what are your goals? What are your dreams? I think so often people kind of accept their life for what it is every day, instead of leading their life to where they want to go. Something that I've lived through. So one is having a vision, you know, don't be I like to say a ship without a sail is most people. We float out there and hope we hit our goals. And it doesn't work like that. You have to have a vision and direction. So second is mindset. That I think is everything, you know, and, and you know, we can't control what happens to us with COVID or the economy or gas prices. But I like to say you can control how you react. Like your attitude is a choice. Your energy is a choice. How you show up is a choice. So I hit on mindset because I think that's a huge piece. And the last is sense of urgency. And that's not procrastinating. And that, you know, I share the near and dear story when my best friend was shot and killed as a state trooper. And for me, I like to say life doesn't always fire a warning shot. And people so often we wait, whether it's your speaking business or anything to things are more convenient or we're less, less busy. And I like to say, you may not be here tomorrow. So it's what you do with your 24 hours in each day that makes a difference. So like I drive home, you know, living with a sense of urgency and then the mindset and having a vision. That's beautiful. And so many of those things, I mean, I am, 
I had to give myself a little talking to last week. (laughs) And I'm sure you've had to do the same thing as you've been going through this process. One of the things that was really, really helpful to me, and I just want to share it with our audience, and you probably already have it. I got re-clear because I have been clear in the past, but I wasn't super clear. And this is where this idea of a combination of hunger and patience, I got really clear on who my perfect client was. And mm-hmm. this, these are things that probably you came to me. I could have checked off yeah. every box. So I'm just going to share this list and, um, if anybody's out there who meets this <laughs> list, give me a call because I want to talk to you. Uh, My perfect client arrives fully cooked. They know my reputation. So when you have a client come to you for a speaking engagement, you don't want them to say, oh, I just found you Googling you. You really want them to say somebody told me something Mm -hmm. and I'm cooked. Uh, It's likable and we get along easily. Has a solid and positive mindset. Can easily afford me. Makes decisions quickly. Doesn't allow distractions to slow them down. This is you. And this (laughs) is you for sure. Has a combination of hunger and patience. Yes. And so I've had to kind of rein in the pain. We've had to have the patience conversation. Right. About what? Two and, so maybe or uh, absolutely and, and and i think to give people an idea and jane i'd like to share it like in the last two years i've reached out to over four thousand people 4, through 000. through over four thousand and every week i'm working at it and because my my belief is so strong in my message and what i do that i know 98 99 won't answer but it's when i get on and then the, the message and then it can spin off you just you're you just have to have that faith to keep going if you believe in it. And I think everything you just listed, you know, absolutely in a line. Same thing. (laughs) 4,000 people. That's where I want to start on this uh, journey because your process has brought you these double it and double it and double it again. Okay. So year over year for three years, you have been looking at your farmer's field and you have Mm -hmm. been planting and planting and planting seeds. So um, let's talk about how you send emails. Let's talk Mm. about the follow-up process. What give us what you actually are doing. And, and we do get clear initially with some particular target markets. I think that's really helpful. Right. No, we have target markets, but this is like golden information. Like, and this is me from having some mistakes along the way. So what I do is I have my assistant who pulls um, information for me of events online that are my target market. Now, as a motivational speaker, you know, anything in sales, anything in real estate, you know, I've spoken to Sherm events, HR events. Uh, real estate, uh, anything where people need an inspiring message. I'm not going to talk about science to a bunch of doctors, right? So yeah. I pull, I, I pull the, um, I get the events, and then every week I'm very diligent. And what I do is I send them an email, a personal email to them directly, and I introduce myself. I have my highlight reel with the link in there, um, and I send that to all the new leads I get each week. Now 
the first thing I learned is that my email when I first started this got blocked because I had to take that email and I created multiple versions of it. So if I'm going to send 10 emails today, I'm rotating the three to four versions through the 10. So I'm sending the same email, switching things around so it doesn't look like I'm blasting a newsletter. So I personalize it. I rearrange the paragraphs. So I send that every week to all of my new leads. The following week, if anybody does not answer me, and this is important, people are so busy these days. So often they just, they see your email, they forget to answer. I've had bookings because everybody that I email, I track and I follow up with them with a follow-up email I have also with multiple versions to everybody that I sent the emails too. Now, at that point, if they don't answer me, I move on. Bless and release. I move on. I don't stress about it. I am, but then the one or two that answer may lead to conversation. It may lead to getting on a Zoom call to talk about speaking. And yes, in the beginning, I, I think you have to play the numbers game. I had to do it in Beachbody until you gain enough traction where it switches when you're attracting people in. And I feel like people sometimes ask, are you going to write another book? I said, I'm li I feel like I'm living it right now, Jane, because like I'm in that space where People are starting to come to me, but not enough where I want to take the switch. So I am very actively every week reaching out to those people. And then if people do answer, they get tracked in my CRM. They get tracked in my CRM and I'm constantly nurturing the relationship. Even if I get to the final and I don't get picked, which has happened in part of the process, I still will follow up with them the week before the event and wish them good luck and say, I know Jane got the keynote. Good luck to Jane. She's going to kill it. And then I'll follow up with them a couple months later. Right now, we're in the holiday season. Everybody's getting a video message from me. Um, happy Thanksgiving here in the United States. Have a great week. Happy holidays. And it's just that touch point. And I've gotten messages back from people and bureaus saying, David, this was great. Kept me, kept you front of mind, you know, very personal. So it's, I, relationships are everything. So it's a little bit of a numbers game and then tracking and then keeping in touch with those people. And I've been in talking to some people for over two years. It's just patience. Yeah, and hard work. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I want to break some ding things down a little. What CRM are you using currently? So, I, so I'm using Karma. Karma. Okay. Yes. Karma for speakers. Yes. Um, we used to recommend karma quite a bit and you were one of the uh, yes. adopters of that. And we got some feedback that people weren't getting the support that they needed. Mm. So we pulled back a little bit, yeah. but let me ask you, what's your experience been? So I, I haven't had any issues because I only okay. use it to like I add somebody's name in, email, and a one sentence. You know, they answered my email, they were interested, and then I just mark a follow up in there. Like, okay. I don't use it to how big of a system it is. I literally just use it to like track. Track that's follow up. That's yes. your, main, yes. your main thing. Okay. So that's really helpful for people to know that, you know, this is something that's important that you do. I I love your background and you just started sending videos. Let's talk about videos. How are you sending them? What's that look like? So um my my I'm using a service. I'm actually I'm doing a free trial because I want to see the open rates because there's analytics before I spend it, but it's through bombbomb B O M B B O M B dot com. That was yeah. a recommendation. Thank you, Jane. So I've been doing it and it's quick. Like I'm a I'm a video person on my social media. I have no problem going on. It's something I think just from Beach Body to on. Me recording a 10-second message and smiling. I think it's more personal. I believe it is. So mm -hmm. I use Bomb Bomb. 
I send it, you can paste it in right into your email. And it actually has like a three second gift. Like it moves, it knows it's you. I'm putting it in. I'm tracking the analytics to see if I'm going to splurge and send the money. Who's opening it? Who's not opening it? Um, so I'm in the phase, but again, I, I'm just trying. I'm trying to learn and 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 every day and try something new. Okay, and I'll give props to Jen McDonough who runs our school. She's actually using Bomb Bomb and loves it so very much, and that's why I thought that might be a good idea for you. Now you just have like some sort of screen backdrop that looks like a wood cabin or looks right. like a log cabin, and I love it. And I think thank you're- you love it. You've got your microphone, your backdrop, yes. and you're like, good to go. You can, yes. you can do all the things that you want from this little space. Where are you actually in your house? So I'm in my office. I mean, but I can show you guys, there's the bottom. Okay. So if and, you're watching on YouTube, um, yep. and uh, like you there, there's kind of the, there's like the- a retirement thing right there from my, my plaque. And, and it's just a backdrop and, and I had some sunlight coming through. So I literally, this is the real day. I, I literally put a blanket up over the window. You could see it, but I'm just, keep, and that's it. And then I have a, a standard ring light behind my computer and here I am. And if I w- whipped my stuff around, you would see <laughs> that I have like uh, a flip chart in front of my window to block the light. And then I just put a box that I used to, uh, it's a flat box, but you can put it together into a pizza box to mail out. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I just have a pizza box kind of at the top to try to block the sunlight. So, you know, we use what we've got. I think the important thing is when you walk into your space that you feel kind of excited and giddy to get yes. going. Yes. So, um, okay. So we're planting a ton of seeds here. Yes. I loved what you said about if they don't get back to you, how many times do you email them before you bless and release? I, I do one. I do one follow. I do one follow. Up. So I, I said, so twice they get two emails from me. Two and- emails from you. Has anybody ever circled back from the bless and release list? Yes. I mean, I had somebody I followed up with, Jane, that five months later said, David, I'm finally getting around to answering your email. And I'd like to talk to you about an event for next year. Five. It was July. I sent it in July. And then they followed up with me um, in October. Okay. So that's just good news for people who might yes. be thinking, you know, here's one of the things that we teach here is never imagine that you know what's going on at the other person's end. Uh, you, the thought might be, this is where our thoughts can play wreak havoc with our progress. The thought may be, oh, they're not interested. But really what's happening is they're upset because their kid has got to change schools or something. I mean, there could be something that has absolutely nothing to do with work that has them completely distracted and they're just not interested in dealing with you in that moment. You exactly. might even be on a short list and it takes them months to actually, okay, we're finally all coming back together to make a decision. We got distracted over here doing something else. You know, have there ever been any engagements that just went away completely and then came back to you? Yes. I mean, I, I emails, I've gotten emails, some from like a year later. And, mm-hmm. you know, I try not, the thing is I have learned not to attach emotion to it. And if once yes. you get good at the numbers game and you do that, then if stuff comes back to you, then great. But otherwise, if you don't attach emotion to it, you don't get down on it. But it definitely happens. 
Um, that's why you just got to stay consistent with doing the process every single day. Yeah, love it. Talk a little bit about the speech and how much have you worked? Okay, so when you were at Beachbody, you're standing sometimes in front of what? 10,000 people more? Yeah, 20,000. 20,000. 20, okay, so you... <laughs> are literally uh, thrown into the biggest potential booking arena your right. life, uh, right. arena of your life, because literally it is an arena sometimes, or right. anyway, there's, there's 20,000 people. There's a massive, massive production. Did you ever sit in the audience and say, Ooh, I want to be up on that stage? Um, yeah, I yeah, I have. And and I think it was when I started in the smaller areas and went big, bigger and bigger. And I said, wow, I wonder if I can speak on that stage. And just last year, I, I, I've been on that big of a stage twice. Wow. Um, and it's um, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, it, it's yeah, it's just hey. the first time I did it. I came off and I had remember having tears going all like the feeling it was unbelievable there's a lot of adrenaline and i remember i don't speak right this is not the thing that i do and so i went out in front of an audience of you know even 500 people was intimidating to me and i had to just do like deep breath work ahead of time and really i calm myself down even though most people this is like (laughs) yeah whatever old hat but um Talk about the preparation that it took. Cause usually at those events, you only have like what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's short. It's, it's shorter. It's short. It's short. So I've done a 20 minute block and I've done a 10 minute block on the big stage. And then my normal keynotes an hour um, to an hour and 15 minutes. But sometimes people like, like David, we only have 45 minutes that happened to me recently. And I, I literally just cut out one of the stories I share. Um, so it's a little bit all over the chart, but the preparation, I I think it's a lot of the same, you know, like I like to say my keynote is 80, 20, 80% is the same and 20%. I always personalize it to the client. So getting on a call with them beforehand, a week or two weeks before what's going on, what's the water cooler talk, how, what's the struggles helps me personalize it to them for their event, which I think is super important. Awesome. And when you're doing like 10 and 20 minutes is not easy. No. The TED talk people is the hardest talk because of the structure that you are put into. Right. So how hard is it to make it meaningful in 10 minutes? Very hard. And I think of a speaker showcase I did last summer and it was like, I had 12 minutes. So what I did is I took like my most powerful story, which was the loss of my best friend. And I take my opening and I have a very power, I have a very strong open with energy. So I took my opening, had my story and then cut my ending in half, which also ends on a powerful ending. And I got it to 12 minutes. So you have to, sometimes you just can't be robotic. You got to work with what you have in those parameters. I said, all right, which story is going to send the biggest emotion to the energy? And that was my best friend story. And then I sandwiched it with a little bit of my opening and a little bit of my, my closing. And that's how it worked out. And really in 10 minutes or 20 minutes or a Ted talk, you only have time for one, like kind of key idea, one point. And it's that point all the way down. Like you don't have time for three of anything. Usually it's threes. Uh, You you have time for one thing. So I think uh, also what did you have any backstage prep? 
I mean, mm. I'm thinking that there probably are people back there throwing up because they're about to oh. go up for 20,000 people. Yeah, no. So my back, no, it, it is my backstage prep now is I always, I need to be in a place by myself, whether it's down a hallway or in a room, I have headphones in, I have music because I like, I'm all about bringing the energy and excitement. So I can't be sitting. And then they say my name and I come out, like I open up with the song and try to get people up and just get them moving around, you know? So um, I definitely have prep. It's very, it's like, it's very religious, structured and religious music in the ear. Leave me by myself. I need 30 minutes to get my place in a good space, my keynote going through to my head and then that's it and go. So I think you always will have nerves, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But now I've shifted to like, I'm like, let's go because like, let's own the stage. And, and really, it's making it about other people. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely a process. And it's definitely every time I do it, you get better. Every time you get better, you tweak and you yes. get more confident. So it's, a, it's always a growth journey. Yeah. And oh, that line got a laugh. I'm going to yes. emphasize that next time. And I think you're channeling any nervous energy into energy and just bring yes. it all with you. I love that. Uh, the idea of music kind of bringing it out. pumped. Yep. Okay. So, um, what are some of your other kind of procedures that you do? Well, well let me just ask you this. What has been the one thing that you've done that has reaped you the biggest rewards? Mm, so I think I recently added a survey um, using uh, opinionstage.com. Okay. So I open up, I do a real-time survey in the beginning. I kind of open up with that. My It's called um, the P3 framework, which I just created, Personal Perseverance Project. And okay. I say within that are three objectives, which we spoke about vision, mindset, urgency. Okay. And then I kind of talk a little bit about them with this story. And my first survey is a real time survey of what do you struggle with most vision, mindset, or urgency? And they okay. get a survey, I put the QR code up. And then right away, I'm getting feedback on what they're struggling with the most. And then at the end, I ask for, uh, I do another survey, which is their feedback on my keynote. And I also ask right there, do you know anybody that books speakers or do you book speakers? Mm -hmm. And then in return for me doing that, I give them a free um, PDF workbook that goes along with my book that I published, The Leveled Up Life. So I give them something for free. They fill the survey. And now what happens is this is like the gold. In my two surveys, I have my first one, which is feedback to my client to hopefully get spinoff coaching or consulting. This is all new for me because now I could say this is what they're struggling with. And then with the feedback survey, I also share their answers with the, my client. And now I have potential leads to follow up with because a lot of them now either book speakers or know somebody and refer me. So that, that love was something. Love it, big. love it, love it. <laughs> asking for the business people. So uh, asking for the business is the first rule of business. We know that. And now you're doing it in the form of a survey. And the QR code thing, I think it's here to stay. I think it's very, yes. that's a great way to get name, email address, and a couple of answers. Um, and, and by the way, you need to sell the bonus in order to get them. So the, the, the piece of the book that you talked about, you need to sell that piece in order to get them to, so that your percentages continue to go up and up and up. Okay. Yes. One thing. Um, 
I think that, so we have a little chapter inside the Wealthy Speaker 3.0. So if you already have the book, I don't, I don't know exactly where it is in the book, but it's called the Help Me Speech. And it's right before you close. So let's say you don't have any QR codes. You're like completely non-technical in your talk. Right before the closing story, you would say, as you can see, I am incredibly passionate about no excuses living. If you know of anyone who could benefit from this, please come and hand me your business card afterwards. So that's David saying, um, can you please help me? We call this why we call it help me speech. And it was created by, by the way, an an amazing NSA um, founder, I want to say, or or has been around for a long, had been around for a long time. His name is Tom Winninger. And then we just tweaked it to be called the help me speech. Asking for the business. I mean, I cannot state enough how important this is because now you're getting a whole new addition to your funnel and it's a beautiful thing. So I want to thank you for coming on and just sharing all of your good tools. (laughs) I mean, you've drilled it right down for us. Opinionstage.com. Like this is so good. Um, is there anything that you would, okay, if we were circling back to year one, mm-hmm. what would, what advice would you give year one in speaking, David? <laughs> it's going to be patience, right? That you give me. <laughs> I, I think it's that if you believe in your message and what you have, that's the most important thing. If, cause if you love what you do and believe in it, you will push through the hard work. It's going to be hard work. You're going to get no's. And for me, it was just having the patience, having the belief and being consistent to do it every single day and do it's that dark work doing it when nobody's watching and sending the emails. Like before we came on with you, Jane, it was two hours of just emails and putting it in. I'm not speaking. I'm not in front of 20,000 people, but it's these important things, you know, that you need to do to be able to get to where you want to go. And I just think you just got to be consistent and do it every day. Mm, love it. Love it. Well, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how should they, how should they connect with you? You have a big following out on Instagram. Right. So I'm on Instagram, David underscore W underscore Atkins. Uh, also my website is David I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. If you find YouTube. So I think on Instagram, people find me the easiest, but you can find me online quite easily. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> And, and for me, I'm going to say first rule of business is asking for the business. David is a perfect client for me because he doesn't allow distractions to slow him down. And he has a combination of hunger and patience. And if that sounds like you and you want to double and then double again, and then double again, your business, I would like to talk to you. We'll let's schedule a 15 minute call. Email me jane at speakerlauncher.com and we'll get it going. Uh, <laughs> we also have a really good, strong group of people who are working towards their first 100K inside the Wealthy Speaker School. So if price point, maybe I'm not the perfect fit for you, maybe um, you might be able to take a look at wealthyspeakerschool.com come. That is it for us today, thank everybody. You. Oh, David, thank you for coming thank and you. sharing <laughs> all the goods. I appreciate you so much. And with that, we'll say, see you soon, wealthy speakers. Bye for Bye. now. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.